Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. You are listening to NABWIC, the National Association of Black Women in Construction Blog Talk Radio Show, founded to increase the national awareness of black women in the construction industry. NABWIC is the charge and takes the charge for black women to advocate for further opportunities to its members. Our mission as a core foundation is to strengthen the building blocks of new educational, entrepreneurial, professional, and social network connections. The vision of NABWIC is to build long-lasting strategic partnerships with first-rate organizations and individuals that will provide groundbreaking and innovative solutions for black women in construction and their respective communities. We invite you to call or text or email family, business associates, or friends and tell them that we are on the air right now. Or they can join us on the Internet by logging in to www.blogtalkradio.com slash N-A-B-W-I-C or by phone at 714-459-3918 and press 1 to join our conversation with questions or comments. Good morning and welcome to NABWIC Talks. I am your host, Jada Williams. It gives me great pleasure to be here with you this morning, opening up NABWIC Talks. I have to ask you, just like the commercial said, to follow, like, and share on all your different social media platforms that you are hanging out with NABWIC, the National Association of Black Women in Construction, or head over to our website at www.napwick.org and engage with us. This is where you're going to find everything that's going on in NABWIC world, especially all our different events and committees where you can drop in, listen in on a meeting, or go ahead and join that committee while you are taking care of business. But most of all, hit the Join Now button. Yes, that's the only way you're going to be able to join us in our red shirts at our next event. We definitely want to see you and see you there as one of our newest members. Today, we have in the studio, as always, gives me great pleasure to introduce no other than the master builder herself, Miss Ann McNeil. Especially, she is our founder, if you did not know, if you're a first-time listener. And we also have Ursula Olin of Sola 2 helping you with your book writing process. Good morning, Miss Ann. How are you? Jada, Jada, Jada. First of all, let me say welcome back to you. Want the world to know that we missed you dearly. Now they know you were out, okay? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but we also want the world to know that we are, like the commercial says, we are not only just the voice of black women in construction. We contend that we're actually the voice of the construction industry. And people say, well, how do you know that? I said, because I said so. That's <laughs> why. Yes, and and we really, really do continue to look to build long-lasting strategic partnerships with first-rate organizations and individuals that continue to provide groundbreaking and innovative solutions for black women in the construction industry and in our respective communities. And one of those individuals is actually the secretary of transportation, Mr. Bourget, we had the pleasure of meeting him in September at the Congressional Black Caucus, and he is one of those individuals we're looking to continue to build 
long-lasting relationships with his agency. Our mission was founded to continue to increase the national awareness of black women in this construction industry. And our charge is to continue to advocate and create and train. And Jada, I am really honored, really, and excited to hear the interview today because Margaret Gaslin, I had the pleasure of meeting when she first became a NABWIC member and sat down, talked with her for hours about who we are, what we do, and she has truly hit the NABWIC ground running. And so I want to encourage all of our listeners, please comment, like, and share the show. Please call Lottie Dottie and everybody and ask them to come out to the report and listen to this interview because it is going to be inspiring. And I want to continue to thank you, Ursula, for all you do. People don't see you, but you, you diligently work in the background and continue to help make this, this program a phenomenal one as we share with the world. And as always, Jada, let's get this party started. Yes, indeed, Miss Ann. You know I can't wait to get it jumping off. So also, don't forget to press 1 on your phone if you want to engage. It's not even an if. When you are ready to go ahead and comment and engage with today's show, press 1 on your phones right after this quick commercial break. We are so excited to have you listening to NABWIC, the National Association of Black Women in Construction blog talk radio show. Please call, text, or email family, business associates, or friends and tell them that we are on the air right now. Or they can join us on the Internet by logging in to www.blogtalkradio.com slash NABWIC or by phone at 714-459-3918 and press 1 to join our conversation with questions or comments. Please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Don't forget to follow us by liking our page and post your questions or comments. NABWIC's intent is to always go into the high schools and colleges to encourage our young black girls and women to enter into the construction industry and to take interest into the STEM programs that are offered. We encourage you to listen to this show or past shows on the Internet by logging in at www.blogtalkradio.com slash N-A-B-W-I-C. Thank you, and we're back. Yes, indeed, we are back. Here's some NABWIC news that you can absolutely use. Our South Florida chapter um, annual meeting planning for the year. It is starting this Saturday, so you don't have to be a member in the South Florida chapter, or you might want to be a member in the South Florida chapter. Go ahead, sign up and register on Eventbrite, or reach out to our chapter president, um, Shamel, and your um, sisters, brothers, and friends um, in the South Florida area, and get your voice heard at the South Florida chapter meeting. Also, our annual meeting is going down January 18th through the 21st in Orlando, Florida. So you can still get some good weather in January for all of those members and newcomers that will be traveling to Orlando during that time. Our hotels are um, booked. The information is on the website. 
If you want more details, um, you can go to eventbrite.com. All of our information is on there under NABWIC, or you can just head over to our website. NABWIC news that you can absolutely use today is brought to you by Bulletproof Radio Show on 103.5 The Beat, Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. with DJ Bulletproof alongside Kiss Ma, which is me. You can also have your chance to Sponsor NABWIC News by reaching out to NABWIC's National Marketing Committee. So NABWIC is back. NABWIC talks with one of our newest members, Ms. Margaret Gashlin of GMP Development. She is born in Nassau, Bahamas. Listen, this story is absolutely amazing. So hit up all your island friends. Everybody, you want to listen into this. She was born, her, well, born in the Bahamas, Nassau, Bahamas, to two immigrant parents from Haiti that migrated to the United States seeking better opportunities. Margaret Gashlin moved to Miami, Florida with her siblings and family when she was seven years old. She grew up in Miami, Florida, graduating, getting her um, bachelor's degree from Florida State University. She received her master's from Nova Southeastern University, and um, she is a licensed general contractor waving her flag in NABWIC, the National Association of Black Women in Construction. There is power in this show today and words that we speak and manifest. And Ms. Margaret Gashlin is the perfect example of that. Good morning, Ms. Margaret. How are you? Welcome to NABWIC Talk. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. It is such a pleasure to be here with you ladies. And I thank you for the opportunity to join with you today. And I thank the audience. Uh, for listening and for allowing me to share my story. Okay, so, you know, Jackie and I, we always laugh because we get to be many stalkers behind the scenes, getting all your information (laughs) and putting the show together. So in your own words, how about you share how it is that you came to do what it is that you're doing today in construction? Okay, so the irony of what I do now, which includes renovating, rehabbing, and designing homes into beautiful masterpieces, is that as a child growing up in Bahamas, I didn't even have a functioning bathroom. We literally had to use the neighborhood outhouse, and we had to get water from the well to take baths. We washed our clothes in a large tin bucket with a washboard. Um, And so today, being tasked with the opportunity to make spaces into beautiful spaces, I look back at where I came from, and it's been such a journey. As a child, I never thought that this is what I would be doing. But when I look back and I see the journey, the pieces all fell into place for me. Uh, My parents really took that long journey, and they made the sacrifice for my brothers and my sisters and I for us to be able to have a better life here. And I remember as an early teen, I helped, along with my other siblings, help teach my parents how to read and write. I mean, they struggled to provide the basics for us, but they always found a way to do it. My siblings and I would always joke about how we didn't even realize how poor we really were growing up. At the time, we just really appreciated everything that our parents were able to provide for us. 
But I remember as a child that I was the one who always wanted to be wherever my mom went. And that allowed me to have a firsthand seat at watching a businesswoman in action. She worked part-time jobs, but she was also a merchant. I watched her source products, select what she thought would sell best, negotiate prices, manage the packing and shipping, and then she would take the tedious trip back and forth to Haiti to sell her merchandise. It was the beginning, honestly, of my education of becoming a businesswoman myself, watching a woman who didn't speak English, couldn't read, write, or even drive, but was able to manage a business at that level to help provide for her family was really inspiring to me. Fast forward a few years, um, many years later, I actually attended Florida State University to enter into the field of sports medicine. But along the way, about three years into my program, I had a dream that would change my life forever. And in this dream, it was very, very detailed, and I actually saw myself building an entire community that would help the less fortunate, where they could have housing, it would help them to be able to to work and become more positive um, individuals in society. It provided jobs. I mean, literally, it was a full-fledged community. And this was nothing that I had ever seen or aspired to do up until this point. But once I had that dream, I knew that God had a bigger purpose for me and where I was was not where he intended for me to go. And so I immediately decided that I was not going to pursue sports medicine anymore. And immediately after I completed my undergraduate studies, I went right into my MBA program because I knew that I needed to get that education to be the businesswoman that I was actually being groomed to be. So a few years wow. ago, I know, right, a mouthful. Yes, <laughs> so a when I, say, when I completed but... my MBA, uh-huh, mm-hmm. Yeah, a mouthful, but it's my very MBA. inspiring. Mm-hmm. So once you completed your MBA, what was next? When I completed my MBA, I worked a couple of years for my graduate school as an academic advisor. I was just getting on my feet, um, newly married. I worked there for two years. Then I moved on to Miami-Dade County, where I worked as a business a process analyst, and I actually helped county departments figure out how to provide better services to the constituents of Miami-Dade County, analyzing their processes, helping them understand what the numbers meant. And so that was really kind of giving me some of the the nuggets, the experience that I needed to do what I am doing currently today. Although it wasn't directly associated with construction, it was giving me those pieces that I needed to put together. Then in 2006, my, my husband's grandmother actually gave us a a flyer for a real estate seminar that was taking place. So we decided to go, attended the seminar, and from there I began my journey in real estate and construction. Our first actual purchase was not our, our, our home that we lived in. It was a triplex that we renovated, rehabbed. Uh, we rented it out for a while and then eventually sold it for a profit. And along the way, we started acquiring other real estate uh, properties. We started finding distressed properties. I mean, we hit the ground running, door knocking, cold calling, uh, driving through neighborhoods, just looking for properties that looked like they needed to be rehabbed. We did it all. 
and we built a really uh, good real estate portfolio. And I literally taught myself the business of rehab, right, because I didn't have mm-hmm. any formal education on how to rehab a property. I didn't have a family member or a friend who gave me the tools or taught me how to do this. So we literally had to teach ourselves the business from the ground up, from hiring the, the contractors, being able to figure out what the numbers meant and how to make sense of it and decide what was a good investment, how to piece together the scheduling, how to handle things with the city, how to purchase materials that we needed. We learned to do it all ourselves. And it's that's usually so when the magic. The where... mm-hmm. Go, Go ahead. ahead. It's usually when the magic happens when you're teaching yourself. That is exactly going through the when, journey. Yes. <laughs> that's when the magic happens. And let me tell you, that was going through the school of hard knocks. It was not easy. Uh, you make a lot of mistakes along the way, and we did. Made mistakes along the way, not really knowing the ins and outs, but learning as we went along. And so there were really valuable <laughs> lessons that I learned in how to run a business, how to manage real estate, how to manage state projects. Um, and so it was really inspirational for me with everything that I learned. It prepared me for where I am today. And so yeah, after you said something very so interesting. In that, mm-hmm. Yeah, you said something very interesting. You said um, that you had you were already in the thick of things, working on um, some business, some projects, and, and school. But you had a dream, and it came to you, and God gives us our, our dreams and everything, our, our next thing, just for you. And you said you heard it, you realized it, and you quickly transitioned and turned your way to what you felt in your heart, which was something in construction, building a community. You felt like you could build a community. And when you said that, that rung a bell with me because you're, you're you know, you're in Navoy. You can build a whole community yes. with the members and the connections and the sisterhood, brotherhood under the umbrella of Navoy. You have over, we have over 300 members. And just think, when you said that I had a dream to build a community, we can do that. You ready? Absolutely, absolutely. And I am definitely that is absolutely amazing. With all of the new projects going on, the end of the year, you know, we are training and preparing ourselves, along with Miss Ann, out there waving the flag to get in front of these projects and get ahead of the bids and getting to mm-hmm. um, know and build these relationships with developers and the owners. It is the power. I just wanted to just, you know, remind us, sometimes we forget. You don't forget who you are, but sometimes you just have to, you know, pinch yourself on the shoulder and remember the power Mm -hmm. within as long as you are digging in your own backyard and keep it moving. So, Miss Margaret, you told us a lot about your journey, and I am very excited to learn more and get in your grits about GMP development. So, what um, does a day-to-day in the life of Margaret uh, Gaslin look like at GMPD development? So what I like, I think, the most about what I do is that not every day is the same. I don't know if it's because of my sign or just how I was built. Um, I can get bored easily. Um, so I actually thrive on challenge, uh, challenges. I like to be presented with new things for my mind to work through. 
So, of course, my day always starts with getting my children off to school, and then I take a look at all of the projects that I have going on and what are the things that need to be accomplished for those projects. Sometimes it's putting out a fire. Sometimes it's, you know, dealing with the city and the paperwork side of a project. Sometimes it's trying to figure out how to source for materials. If there are issues um, with the supply, supply that, that is available out there, which we know Having gone through COVID, there's been a lot of change in the construction industry and the availability of materials. So there's been a lot of problem solving that has to be done on a day-to-day basis. Sometimes just making sure that my workers are doing what they have to do at, uh, you know, at the respective project. And then, of course, there's the time that has to be taken for self-education and trying to put the pieces together of where I want to go in the future. And that's um, one of the areas where being a part of NABWIC is so wonderful for me because it allows me to be in a space with wonderful women, like-minded women, people who are also supporting me that understand what what we're going through and is really blazing a trail for other women who are pursuing the same things in this industry. There aren't many people in the industry that look like us. And if anyone has been in construction for any period of time, you know that there aren't a lot of doors that are open for us. So organizations like the National Association of Black Women in Construction, it's so important to help to bring those pieces together and to really help to complete that puzzle because it opens doors, it presents us with opportunities that we otherwise may not have. There are a lot of resources that really aren't open to women of color, to people of color in construction. And so NABWIC is really providing that opportunity and making the connections that makes things like what I'm trying to do a lot easier. Uh, One of the things that I do want to do for my business is to focus on affordable housing. And just being able to tap into that area has been difficult. But thank goodness for NABWIC because NABWIC is starting to open those doors. And I see a path now for where I'll be able to accomplish that within my business. Yes, indeed. And speaking of doors, the doors might not be plentiful or they might not be chasing us and opening it up with us. But guess what? Like you said, NABWIC, the National Association of Black Women in Construction, we link up, we team up together, and we just go ahead and knock them doors down because we show up. We have those relationships. And if we don't have those relationships, we don't have a problem with going and speaking up for your business, our entrepreneurs, and doing our advocacy work. So with that being said, it sounds like this is a great spot to take one more quick commercial break and come back and talk more with NABWIC Talks with Margaret Gashlin, CEO of GMP Development. I'm ready. Are you ready? The time is now to amplify your life and create your signature book. And what better time than this weekend to start moving towards your dreams? You will be amazed at how much you can get done in one weekend if you only knew what to do. Your book journey is waiting for you, so take the first step. Purchase the book, then connect with Ursula Odom, your book coach at Sula2 Publishing. Ursula10k.com, E-R-S-U-L-A-1-0-K.com. And welcome back to NABWIC Talks as we speak with Margaret Gashlin, CEO of GMP Development. And, Margaret, just the FYI, that commercial was for you, okay, boo? I am here. Absolutely. Thank you. Because your story, you have shared some magic with us this morning, and we need the book. So go ahead and work on that. 
you already connected to Maverick World. See, you got the electrician, you got the plumbers, you got all the licenses, and you even have a book publisher. I'm a Maverick. Absolutely amazing. <laughs> yes. so, Such a blessing. Yes, indeed. You know, I, I just love being in here on Wednesday morning promoting NAVWIC and the positive energy and everything that is going on because Ms. Jackie Perry, our show producer, one of them, she is out waving our flag in Washington, D.C. We're sending love to her. Ms. Ann is always out doing her thing. You never know what's going on. So please show up to um, the different committee meetings that go on throughout the week. We have plenty of them for you to pop in on. There's no excuse Monday through Friday, even on Saturday. You can just pop your head in. So back to you, Ms. Margaret. You shared with us GMP development, some of the things that you have going on in the day-to-day. What's on the horizon? What are you looking for for GMPD development? Okay, so one of the things that was so interesting when Ms. Ann sat with me was that she said it was very important for you to find your niche. And getting into this business, I had been trying to figure out, you know, where was it exactly I needed to be? What was my focus? Where did my focus need to be? And honestly, it kept bringing me back to my childhood and the living conditions that I had to deal with in my childhood. And when I drive through certain communities, even communities that I grew up in, and I see the distressed properties there, it takes me back to when I was a child, you know, living in Wynwood, and we had a bathroom where you could see straight to the floor, and our landlord never fixed it for us. And so now being able to make a space beautiful for someone is important for me, but even more so when I drive through these neighborhoods and I see the dilapidated buildings, the, the multi-units, where nobody's really taking care of them. And I really feel drawn to be that person that is able to go into these neighborhoods and change the landscape. They don't have to look like that. And whatever I need to do, wherever God needs me to be, and wherever I need to be positioned, I feel like that is an area where I can give back, where I can use my skills, where I can use my talents, where I can use what I've been licensed to do to change the life of your average child that's living in these communities. And so I really do, for my business, want to take it in a direction where we're taking that charge and helping to change the landscape, change how it looks when you walk through your neighborhood. That 24-unit apartment building, it doesn't have to look run down. I am happy being the one to go in and make it a beautiful masterpiece for someone to be proud to come home to. So those type of projects is really where I'm looking for my company to go in and change the landscape of distressed properties in low-income areas. I love it. I love it. I love it because I definitely love when I'm driving through the different neighborhoods or, you know, when you're just out on your regular drive and you can see the beautification Mm -hmm. signs that they'll have in the different communities, a beautification project in this neighborhood. I just love it. Sometimes I want to jump out and just help myself. But um, definitely a great point to, to stress because that sounds like a great focus and a beautiful niche to be in that space, and it sounds like it's dear to your heart as well. So I love the connection and wish you many, many, many um, blessings and success with beautification, especially on our homes and low-income areas. Um, would that makes me speak of, or would, that, would you want to have a relationship with HUD housing? Um, 
Absolutely. With that type of stuff. Absolutely. So you could that that would be a client of yours, right? Just just think it off the top of my head. No, absolutely. And I think that's where you know, when I when I started in this in this field, I asked God to bring the resources to me to help me to find my way to where I needed to be so that I can position myself to do what it was I was called to do. And so meeting with um, Miss Ann and really coming across Maverick was such a tremendous blessing to me because I finally saw like, okay, yes, what I was praying for, what I asked for, God led me to the correct individual. He brought me into a space with other amazing women and other amazing people that could help to guide me into into that direction because obviously I didn't have any formal education, right, in being a contractor. I taught myself Mm -hmm. uh, the business. I learned uh, through the the hard way, uh, made the mistake, but I didn't, I was missing that piece of how do I connect into that space you know, how do I get those, how do I even know where the doors are to get into those spaces? Uh, and those are the mm-hmm. difficulties that I think um, NABWIC has really been able to start helping me to maneuver through and find my way so that I can provide those services and make those connections at those higher levels that I need to. Yes, I love it, I love it, I love it. You know, I have to take a quick pause right here because we have said some, like, draw dropping like drop the pen i hope you have your notes your your notebook should be full of some tips along your journey in construction or entrepreneurship so i have to bring in Ms. ursula oldham so she could just do her picasso painting with words on today's show Ms. ursula oldham you want to add in today good morning good morning Girl, I was just enjoying the show. Why do you want to do that? <laughs> you all are having a wonderful conversation, and you're absolutely right, Jada, when you said she has a story to tell. And, Miss Margaret, I have to tell you, I have a special affinity to you because you got my mama's name. So, yeah, I want to hear the rest of the story from the yes. beginning to the end because when you tell your story, then you, you, you foster the next generation, and that's what it's all about. And that's all I hear, one thing after another that could be a benefit to other people as you share the story. So thank you for doing that this morning. My pleasure. Thank you for the opportunity to tell my story. (laughs) Yes, indeed, of course, of course. Thank you, Ms. Ursula. So, Margaret, you've painted us this beautiful masterpiece. You have us all interested in your business. So, you know, NAPWIC, we're very nosy. So, get used to it. We're going to invite you to come back on NAPWIC Talks. Give us a part two because we want to get up on GMP development and along with your exciting things that you will have going on as you continue to grow your business. Uh, With that being said, as an entrepreneur, or how does being an entrepreneur affect your relationships with your friends or your family? Because, you know, we're, you're pretty busy. You have to stay focused. My friends and family are tremendously supportive. They're like my biggest fans, honestly. I'm so grateful for having a wonderful village, and that's what I call them. They're my village. They've always you know, promoted uh, me whenever they can. They've always encouraged me to do this, stepping out on faith. When I decided to leave my county job, you know, my it was a well-paying job, full benefit to go into entrepreneurship, which was something that was the unknown for me. 
Everyone in my life was so supportive. And as busy as I am, and they know that I am, one of the things that entrepreneurship has also given me is the flexibility. So if they need to reach me, they can. And I'm always, I've always made myself available to my family and my friends because I, I honestly, I love my circle. The ladies um, that I have been friends with are like sisters to me, honestly. And so they have been very encouraging in my entrepreneurship journey. And I'm truly blessed, honestly, um, for that. Okay. And then you do have a comment on Facebook. Um, One of the listeners is asking, um, let me get this and read it. Look, let me make my screen a little bit bigger. I don't have my glasses on. I wear them sometimes. Um, What do you wish you had known when you first started out? getting your GC license. Um, they're Ooh, probably looking see. for one a tip, of the things, like a, a tip. One of the biggest challenges is finding and keeping good workers. Um, because if mm-hmm. you cannot maintain that, that tremendously affects your business and being able to provide services to complete your projects on time, to stay within budget. Because at the end of the day, if, if you can't get the labor right, you can't get anything else right. People have to show up and they have to show up on time, and they have to do the job right. So that was one of the biggest challenging challenges for me, and I didn't know going in that I would have to deal with such a tremendous challenge. And then love also it, the capital it, that you need to maintain the business. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is one of these areas you can't just come in, you know, with pennies and be able to take on projects. You have to be able to front the cost for projects. Um, in the beginning. So that is one of the big parts of being in the construction business, being a general contractor, is the capital requirement to keep your business going. So, Margaret, now you've um, opened the door to a question I'd like to have answered. How did you um, stabilize your workforce? What, what are some of the tips that you can provide along those lines, especially in these times? Well, you definitely, you definitely want to have depth in depth in who you have doing the work, and then you want to make sure that you check, you know, references, you, you check their work. You can't just leave them to do the work and think that it's just going to be done. So you have to check on your workers. You have to check on the references. And then you have to make sure you have enough people doing a particular job to where if you need to move people around or you need to replace someone, that you have someone already lined up to do those things. So that is one area where you don't want to be thin in. And so that is something that, for me, I'm constantly doing is building that Rolodex of people that is doing that can do any of the jobs that I need of them to do so that I don't run into a space where I don't have anyone to do the work or I don't have anyone reliable to do the work. So that, that's constant. It's not anything I can really fall asleep on. It's part of what I have to do every day, making sure I have the, the sufficiency there. Thank you, and that Thank could be, you. what you just said could be true for any industry, so um, very good mm-hmm. tip. Thank you. You're welcome. Yes, and then you have another question from at IK Construction wants to know, what is your um, skill or what do you think was your unique skill that helped you become successful um, to get around the curve and in getting into the GC field? So the world of construction can be very stressful. You have to be able to shift 
um, at the drop of a dime because you can be one minute, one minute things can be going smoothly, and the next thing you know, you uncovered something underground that you weren't expecting, and you know, all hell breaks loose. So, one of the skills I think that has really helped me to be successful is the ability to remain calm under pressure. And so, in construction, you can't allow yourself to really get frazzled when you hit a road. You have to be able to troubleshoot and think outside the box so that you can solve problems. And so being able to step back and look at a situation, assess every part of the situation, and start to strategically plan what do you need to address the issue, resolve the issue, and get over, get over the hump and to the other side of that. Also, my ability to relate and manage people. You're going to encounter a number of different personalities, work ethics, and and honestly, like my children, I have two children who are completely different. I can't parent them the same. And the same goes with people that I work with. I can't manage every single person exactly the same, although there needs to be common threads. You know, there are standards that you need to uphold. But you have to understand the people that you're working with so that you can effectively manage them so that, and get the job done to keep the business successful. So I think those two things have really allowed me to be successful in what I do. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes, indeed. So we are a little past the top of the hour. Closing remarks or tips that you would like to share um, for someone along the same journey or just an entrepreneur or anybody in business? Um, I think follow your passion. You know, when if you feel like you're not where you need to be, you're probably not where you need to be. And so you need to take the time to invest in yourself, learn who you are, what it is that you were put on this earth to do. You know, it's not just go to work, show up somewhere, be unhappy, and then come home. Figure out what that passion is. And then when you figure that out, start putting the pieces together and ask for that knowledge to come to you, those resources to come to you so that you can walk in your purpose and whatever has been planned and destined for your life. And when you do that, when you show up, it won't even feel like work. Even if you're under stress doing it, it won't feel like work. So what I, if I can give any one piece of advice to anyone, it's figure out what your passion is, what your purpose is, and knock down whatever door you need to knock down to accomplish that. Yes, indeed. Love it, love it, love it. And um, how can your new potential clients or your NAVWIC family reach out to you or get in contact? You have an email address, hashtags. I, yes, you can always reach out to me at GMP Development at Yahoo. And I'm always a phone call away, of course, 786-383-5710. You can find me on Facebook at Margaret Gashin as well as on IG at Margaret Gashin as well. Well, I love it, love it, love it, Ms. Margaret Gashlin of GMP Development, one of South Florida NABWIC's newest members that has hit the streets taken with her bootstrapped up. And don't forget, she is a licensed general contractor. You know that's extra special in NABWIC world. And just in construction period, you have to give your roses when roses are due. So I uh, definitely understand that journey and applaud you there, uh, Margaret. Well, this has been another absolutely amazing NAPWIC Talks. 
I hope you've enjoyed it just as much as I have. If you want to listen in, you can always catch us every Wednesday morning at 8.30 a.m. Until next Wednesday, have a beautiful, blessed Navwick day. This concludes our show. Thank you for listening to NABWIC, the National Association of Black Women in Construction. For more information about NABWIC and our membership, please visit us on the web at www.nabwic.org. We are the voice of black women in construction. Have a great and prosperous day. Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy, especially when it comes to the care you need. So let's talk about you, about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Let's talk about your needs now and for the future. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. It starts with a phone call. Call 866-420-5330 or visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today.